Well, the way they pick TV shows is they make one show. That show's called a pilot. And then they show that one show to the people who pick shows. And on the strength of that one show, they decide if they want to make more shows. Some get chosen and become television programs. Some don't. Come nothing. Welcome to Drop the Pilot, the podcast dedicated to TV pilots that became nothing. I'm Jimmy. And I am Tisto. Today we'll be discussing Back to Norm, a sketch comedy show that aired on Comedy Central in the U.S. on May 28, 2005. It was written by Norm MacDonald, who stars uh, Charlie Bonomo and Bruce McCullough of uh, Kids in the Hall fame, right? Mm-hmm. And directed by Bruce McCullough and Michael Dimmick. It stars Norm MacDonald, Rob Schneider, and Janet Varney, and others. It's, ma- it's mainly Norm MacDonald. It's mainly, mainly Norm MacDonald. Blah, yeah, I can't speak. Um, but yeah, there are, there are others scattered about. Uh, Chris Farley's brothers are the terrorists in the, in, ter- in the scene at the beginning. Oh, is that who they are? Yeah. yeah. Max Wright is his uncle. Yeah, Max Wright. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Willie from ALF. Yep. With that very distinctive voice that he has. I, right, Norm Macdonald passed away um, very fairly recently as we're yes. recording this. And I decided uh, that I was going to bring back Drop the Pilot anyway, but then I thought, well, why not just bring it back with this show that he did, this failed pilot that he did, you know, just to rub salt in the wounds. Uh, and <laughs> I thought, uh, you know, I think it's the first sketch, sketch comedy show that we've done in the, the podcast. I think it is, yeah. Yeah. It's barely a sketch comedy show. Um, when I think of sketch comedy, I think of, like, you know, the ones that they, they make in the UK, where it's, like, half an hour of sketches, where you've got, like, sketches that are barely a minute long. <laughs> um, just quick comedy bits. All of the, There's, like, three sketches in this thing. Uh, three or four, and, you know, they take up the entire duration of the thing. So it's, you know, uh, but yeah, what did you think of back to norm? Uh, I, I thought it was okay. The first time I watched it and, um, I thought I can see why they passed on this. And then the second time I watched it, I found myself laughing more. Um, it's, everything is a bit colored by norms death. Of course, September 14, 2021 is when he passed away of cancer and he had kept it secret and everything. And there's Mm -hmm. a lot of stuff in here about dying. I mean, it's, yeah. So it, it, it's hard to separate those two things, I guess. Yeah. The very first, the very first scene, the the cold open is him killing himself. Yeah. And in front of, uh, in front of an audience, uh, press conference thing, uh, yeah, that's a reference to Bud Dwyer, by the way. Is it? Yeah. Um, so I have no idea who that is. It uh, is a uh, news guy in the United States who killed himself on camera in front of uh, people. Oh, seriously? Jesus yeah. Christ. That's, well, I was just going to say that's in poor taste, but I watched the rest of the show and poor taste is kind of what they were going for. <laughs> it, it gets, it's very weird because the last couple of sketches are probably the worst sketches. And mm. so, yeah, it's weird. Like it, it's kind of good in the middle. 
I didn't really like any. Well, I, the threesome one got a couple of chuckles out of me when he's talking to his wife about having a threesome. But it's typical Norm Macdonald humor in that he's the dumb guy who who thinks he understands but doesn't understand. He, mm-hmm. he kind of does that character a lot. Well, he does. It's the, the very first thing, right? He's the dumb guy who kills himself. And he doesn't understand. He has to go back and do a comedy show. He's the dumb guy who who is going to be a martyr and he doesn't he doesn't know what a martyr is. He, so it's kind of the same character over and over. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I mean, I'm not I, I don't really know a lot about Norm Macdonald. I know him from SNL. Yeah. Uh, so I want to know him from that. But I do know his type of humor. And I don't hate it. I quite. I mean, there have been times that I've laughed at things that he said in um, SNL, and it's because of the way he delivers it. Yes, I agree. And I think a sketch comedy show is wrong for him because he has a certain way of delivering lines that doesn't always match up for what should be in a sketch comedy show, if you know what I mean. He He's not very versatile and do different people. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Um. He he is Norm Macdonald and he does a certain thing and says things a certain way and that was perfect. But like the first sketch in this where he is um a terrorist, um well wannabe terrorist who uh wants to um blow well no, he doesn't realise that being a martyr means blowing yourself up and right, dying. Right. So he's negotiating with Rob Schneider and Brownface. Yeah, um, yeah, that was unfortunate. Rob Schneider is always unfortunate, but Brownface is doubly so. Well, you see, that's the thing, right? I wrote down here, uh, we'll just go through these sketch by sketch, obviously, because it's not really a plot to go through. Um, I just wrote, where am I? Rob Schneider getting applause for entering a sketch doesn't seem right to me. <laughs> um, I just don't know what it is. It just doesn't seem right that Rob Schneider's getting applause. Yeah, that's a good. Point. Uh, but because I really don't think Rob Schneider's funny at all. Um, and you add him as you, you you add in the brown face, and it's just very fucking unfortunate. Um, and the comedy accent, and it's like, oh, what are you doing? Because Norm Macdonald's not in brown face. No, he's not. It is very strange together. He's not. He doesn't have a beard either or anything. <laughs> yeah, it's very weird. It's strange that whole sketch, um, and it does kind of break the fourth wall of saying, "Hi, I'm Norm Macdonald. See the set behind me. I'm just going to do a sketch." Yeah, yeah. And then he nips out and then changes and then because you know it's like that's more like a variety show kind of thing. But anyway, I didn't actually realise this had an audience until about two minutes in. When the audience started laughing at um, Willie from ALF telling them to go back to Earth. And I was like, oh, it's an audience. Um, but anyway. So yeah, well, they're not going to laugh at him shooting himself in the head. So, Well, yeah. they might have. They, they, might, they might have laughed at that, but you couldn't really hear much because of the sound of the actual crowd that he was talking to. Do you know what I mean? There was, he was okay. talking to yeah. a crowd... So you wouldn't really hear the audience cause of sound mixing. You wouldn't really you wouldn't put the, the audience laughter up above that because then that would ruin the, 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 the ambience. So maybe they just didn't include it. Um anyway, so this the sketch is he's talking to Rob Schneider and Rob Schneider tries to get him to commit suicide, do a suicide bombing, and they're negotiating how many 
women he's going to get in heaven. Yeah, because he introduces it by saying that yeah. the, the martyrs think that they'll get 72 virgins. How did they how did they come up with that number? 72 virgins. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I don't know how I don't know why Rob Schneider has any power. Well, that's the part of the joke. Yeah, yeah that's part, he, he's got an adding <laughs> machine and everything, which is actually yeah. quite funny. <laughs> yeah. You're killing me. <laughs> like he's like he's got to pay for this or something. Then the punchline is, uh, you idiot, I would have done it for 50. That's right, yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. But the, so that that actually feels like a, a jokey joke, right? Because mm-hmm. Norm was famous for going on um, talk shows and telling actual jokey jokes. You know, a guy walks into a bar, or a uh, you know, a terrorist yeah. is, gonna, is, is the, you know, terrorist is going to go out for his job and, and that sort of thing. And it it feels like that is a jokey joke with a solid punchline of I would have done it for fifty. Yeah. And I think that is the only sketch that feels like that, if I recall. Yeah, probably. I the, think the, so. Yeah. The, the threesome one, you can't really do that. That that depends on two people interacting with each other. Um, the hospital sketch, whatever the fuck that is, that's <laughs> not really. That was um, very disturbing the first time, and the second time, I I had to laugh. I was like, I don't know what he's going for here, but I it is funny that his delivery is funny. Well, we'll get to that. Um. I thought that this was going to be more like um, the 72 virgins makes no sense, right? Like, you would question why it was going to be 72 virgins. Oh, right, like his character would actually ask that question. Yeah, right. right. Because how many virgins die at any one time? Um, (laughs) if, if If everyone gets 72 virgins, wouldn't they run out? And those virgins won't be virgins after they have sex. So where does the constant supply of virgins come from? Right, yeah. Are they perpetual virgins? Are they, yes. Yeah, I do. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It is a. Uh, there's, there's, you're right. There, they could have explored that <laughs> for the whole 22 minutes. I, I don't want, want them to, but okay. Yeah. Or is it just, is it just teenage or young adult virgins? <laughs> it throws up a lot of horrible, nasty questions. But you know, it makes no sense. And I thought they would have maybe because what I just said there got a bigger laugh from you than that entire sketch did from me when I was watching it. <laughs> so, there, I'm just saying. Anyway, there's no point in saying the sketch was offensive because it was supposed to be offensive. That's, that, I mean, this this um, this show wouldn't make it to my other podcast, so what's the problem? Because it's supposed to be problematic. They're, they're pushing boundaries here. Right, yes. Every sketch is pretty edgy. Mm-hmm. Even yeah, the yeah. threesome sketch is like he wants he wants a threesome with two men, and that's the misunderstanding. And then he and at the end is like, no, not gay men. I want to have sex with with straight men. Like, yeah, <laughs> which yeah, I'm not just gay. Doesn't make any I, sense at all. Says, yeah, I'm, I'm not gay. Duh. <laughs> um, yeah, it wasn't his wife. It was an actress. It was Janet Varney in that sketch. Yeah, who has been on a number of things I have liked. She she's part of Riff Tracks. And All right. uh, she was on, um, what is that other show? Uh, I got her, I got her, uh, uh, Stand Against Evil. All right, uh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dana Gould did. I'm not going to say that I didn't laugh at this because the threesome sketch actually did make me laugh because he says, um, uh, why don't you get a guy uh, that's handsome who doesn't know he's handsome and a guy who looks just like your brother? Yeah, that was, yeah. That yeah, was kind of I got a chuckle out of me because I was like, all right, okay, I see what you're doing there, Norm. Uh, <laughs> that was quite funny. Uh, but yeah, <coughs> but 
but then that just sort of peters out as well because she just leaves to get men and he just says uh, don't get gay men yeah there's no end to that right yeah there's no real end not not i mean the first sketch does have an ending it has a punchline this one uh, this one's punchline is i'm not gay kind of a throwaway i don't think that sketch was stronger than the, the other ones yeah because of his delivery the, the first sketch maybe have someone else do that sketch but yeah anyway i count the suicide and the heaven actually as part as a, sketch, as a, as a yeah. sketch yeah myself yeah well it was a cold open sketch so it's before the credits so the actual true. Yeah, you're right. are the, the ones after the main credits i would say so but i didn't laugh at that either though i don't think that was funny i, no, I didn't think that, that was funny either i watched that open sketch because i didn't get the reference um, well, I got the reference, but it doesn't. It doesn't matter. It's not funny. No, no, no. True. True. I mean, but, I mean, the joke is Max Wright is his uncle in heaven saying, "You can't go fishing. You have to go back and do a comedy show." And then he like like gets angry and starts like physically threatening him. Yeah. Which is like don't, none of that made any sense, and it was just kind of silly. And it's it all relies on it. You know, is it funny if Max Wright pretends like he's going to beat up Norm Macdonald? And the answer is Mac, just vaguely. I mean, not. It would have been. It would have been funny if Alf came in and bit his shin. <laughs> that would have been funny. But, okay. Yeah. Oh, come on. You're telling me you wouldn't laugh if Alf ran in and just bit Norm MacDonald in the kneecap. I, you I wouldn't would, think that would have been funny. I would just, like Alf to be in everything, though. That's yeah, just me. But it would have been random, you know? Alf is an honorary Muppet, as far as I'm concerned. Um, he is not. Um... <laughs> 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 so the the next sketch oh yeah the the, the 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 sketch with the threesome um he has to do like a sort of a stand-up bit before it to explain what's going on um he has to say my wife got me something for my birthday and it looked a little something like this there's an actual stand-up bit kind of like seinfeld or something yeah but that's like well i don't mind those kind of things but have a purpose for it because he doesn't need to introduce the sketch and say that he's talking to his wife. You can do that in the actual sketch. There's a way to write it in the sketch and put it sound too forced. What do you want for your birthday? Oh, I want to have a threesome. All right, cool. Let's sort it out. Yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. There's some jokes around that even, like that you named your boat threesome and you you say threesome in your sleep and stuff like that. Yeah, but, no. Um, I, you're right. There's no yeah. there's no particular need for the stand up um uh bits to introduce them but obviously that was what they were they were going for a style here the hospital sketch doesn't have one. Oh, it doesn't i don't think so i think the hospital sketch comes in after the after like a an ad break oh okay yeah i just watched this like two hours ago and i've already forgotten a lot of it um the next sketch has norm Mac well a woman talking to a doctor and the doctor says that the the man is like burned within an inch of his life. He's 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 not going to survive. And she burned him because he was an abusive asshole, and she set him on fire because she was fed up getting beaten up by him. Yeah, that was a very very weird intro. Yeah. And then the rest of it is just Norm Macdonald and burnt makeup. Well, the yeah, the doctor goes on and on about how much pain he's in and everything, how his life is wrecked, and then they go in and he's like norm is all it looks like he's all burned up in fact it's a like his head sticking through and there's the, his body is a doll yeah because it's all burned up yeah and 
Like that's the joke is the, like, it, 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 but then he says to her, you messed with the wrong guy, bitch. Mm-hmm. Like, that's it. That's the entire joke. Much, oh, yeah. Over and over again, which yeah. I have to admit again, the second time I watched it, that makes me laugh. <laughs> See, I didn't think that was funny in the least, right? Because I didn't understand the fucking word he was saying. He sounded <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> he sounded like Bane. Tom Hardy yeah. played Bane, right? Yeah, he really is mumbling too much, yeah. And all you could hear was, bitch, and then, <laughs> war. And it's like, yeah, that hilarious. It's a man. But what was, what's the joke, though? Because she just leaves, and then he just says, yeah, walk away, bitch. And it's like, the, what's the joke here? I, I think the joke is supposed to be that he's a, such a bad guy, he deserves this, and and so she burned him. But she's, like, really worried for him. Like, why is she worried for him? She did this to him. Like, why doesn't make any sense? And then and then instead of her explaining all the terrible things he did to her, instead, we get the doctor going on and on about how bad of shape he's in. It just that none of that stuff landed at all. That was just weird and dumb and dark. Yeah, because Um, all all he does is threaten her. And that's I'm just I'm. Unless, in case you heard a noise there, I'm putting cream in my face so it made a squishy noise. It wasn't me farting around. Um, yeah, because there's no... All he does is just threaten her, and then she walks away, and he calls her bitch again. And it's like, but that's... It, it did not make sense, no. Is the, I think they were just going for the fact that they were just trying to say, like, this is the sort of thing to expect in this sketch show. He's going to be doing characters. He's going to be doing voices occasionally. And he's going to be putting his head through beds and pretending that he's this burnt puppet on a hospital bed. I think that's what they were going for. And it's, I just didn't think it... I, even when he's... The first time he said, bitch, I thought, yeah, okay. I sort of smiled and thought, that's quite funny. Then he just kept on doing it. And it's like, yeah, okay. I get it. I get it. And it had no punchline, no ending. I feel like that was also kind of a jokey joke uh, thing, but mm. it doesn't work if you tell it as a joke. No, um, it doesn't. Because so what's the it, joke? It felt like it was missing something, yeah. Yeah. That's strange. So, oh yeah, and the audience seemed to love that, though, because you could hear the audience laughing over the laughing over the sketch, and it sounded like what are they laughing at? Especially towards the end, the, the, the laughter just ramped up, and I think somebody is playing too much with the sound dubbing in this and putting in laughter where the audience is just sitting there fucking baffled. Yeah, I um, agree. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hey, throw back to an old episode, baffled. Um, <laughs> <laughs> your favourite episode. My favourite episode. Um, so, yeah, I think... But I am baffled. I am completely baffled at just how, what the fuck that was. What did I just watch, Tisto? It was like, ah, I don't know. Anyway. There's one more sketch, right? There's one more sketch. And he introduces it, saying that he can't get, um, is it Andy Rooney? Andy Rooney, 60 Minutes? Andy Rooney wouldn't do it. Um, I very highly doubt he asked Andy Rooney to do it. Right, yes. <laughs> um, because in it, Andy Rooney says that he rapes women. Um, so I really don't think that they would even ask Andy Rooney that. But yeah, he <laughs> let he roofied uh, Leslie Stahl. Yeah. 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 
So, yeah, again, that's just him doing a character. And he, he does a good impression of Andy Rooney, but does I just he, yeah. thought the things that he was saying weren't very funny. It's like, you know, I, I forget how he starts off. He starts talking about drugs and he's like, you know, caffeine's a drug. I take I, I drink caffeine all the time and, and also peyote. And then mm-hmm. it goes on to the roofie thing. And it's like that. I don't know that none of that was especially funny at all to me. But then he just keeps mentioning the peyote all the time. He mentions peyote like five times during the entire sketch. And it's like, yeah, okay, but what are you going for here? You, so you <laughs> are accusing, you're accusing this man, this legend in um, journalism, to the, uh, you're accusing him of taking drugs and also raping, raping and raping women. That is that the joke? Well, I think that he probably regards uh, Andy Rooney as a, a, a curmudgeonly humorist who isn't very funny and shouldn't be on television. Right, but that's exactly how I'm feeling about Norm MacDonald watching this right now. <laughs> that's 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 the impression I'm getting of Norm MacDonald. But, you know, I'm sure some... Well, I'm, I would say I'm sure somebody found it funny, but you know, the, the, the show didn't get continued on, so probably not. Um, but I feel as though that this was... Comedy Central was just trying to do, like, get another sort of Chappelle show type thing starting... Oh, yeah, very good point. Uh, you're right. There is a lot of Chappelle show in that. Yeah, and they were just trying to – they just thought, right, who is funny? Norm MacDonald. But they didn't They didn't sort of factor in the fact that Norm MacDonald is funny doing a certain type of thing, and putting him in sketches as different characters doesn't really work. I think it could have worked just fine, but for some reason they went for some really dark, weird – stuff that just didn't quite land and it just didn't mix together uh, well at all. I mean, the Andy Rooney thing was, I mean, a a really weak thing to end on. I mean, that's not your kicker. The second half of this pilot is some really fucking dark shit. Like, the guy in the hospital bed followed by the Andy Rooney stuff is dark shit. Right? Because with the 72 Virgin sketch... It's dark, but there are, at least there's some humour there, you right, know, because yeah. as you said, it's like it's a jokey joke and it ends up a punchline. And then the threesome one is humorous and it, well, it doesn't end in a punchline, but, you know, there's some funny stuff in there. And yep. then once they come back from the commercial break, it's like something completely different. The second half of this pilot is baffling and confusing and... I'm glad. Well, I would say I'm glad they didn't pick it up. I would have watched the second one to see <laughs> what yeah. they went with. It's weird that Bruce McCullough is an executive producer and uh, co-writer and co-director, and mm-hmm. yet he's not in any of the sketches. That's that's that strange, yeah. I imagine there was two directors. I imagine one did the um, like the in-studio stuff. Like the 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 stuff that's in front of the actual audience, and then the other director might have done the stuff like the the pre-recorded stuff. Because oh, sometimes okay. that that sort of thing they do that sort of thing um, with sketch shows that have that's like sort of half and half. Right. They'll have two directors because it it's um it's easier that way. Uh, like Little Britain USA 
which is the weirdest fucking title. Little Britain's a, a, a British sketch show, for those of you who don't know, starring um, David Williams and uh, Matt Lucas, and it is very British. It's called Little Britain, but HBO decided to give them money to make Little Britain USA, and it took some of their characters over to America and also some new characters. And there was two different directors in that. Some did in-studio stuff, and one did in-studio stuff in front of the live audience, and the other did, like, outside stuff, uh, pre-recorded stuff. And the director of the in-studio stuff was David Schwimmer from Friends. Really? Yes. Huh. And it goes to show just how, like, how weird a fact that is and how famous David Schwimmer is. I can't, I don't know who the other director was, so I'm sorry for that guy. But, yeah, David Schwimmer directed Little Britain USA, and it only lasted one season because that was the weirdest fucking thing. Anyway. Yeah, I don't I don't care all that much for I don't like Matt Lucas much at all and David Williams is kind of I don't know, I can you know, take or leave him. So I, I haven't watched any of that show. Um, so what's why don't you like Matt Lucas? Do you hate gay people? You hate gay people, don't you, Tesla? That's ridiculous. Uh, I hate hair people. Cancelled. He has alopecia totalis. I hate, I hate that I hate <laughs> completely bald people. Right, okay. And also you don't find him funny, I assume. Yeah, I find him a bit um, over the top, and weirdly, David Williams, I find, under under the bottom. <laughs> he's, he's, uh, that's very strange, because David Williams is one of the most over-the-top people. He's one of the campest straight men on the planet. He, so I only, now remember, I haven't seen him on that show. I've I've seen him on panel shows, where he's he's pretty straight. He's David not, by the way, he's Williams. not completely straight. He's actually, I think he has come out as bi. That's eh, true, but, you know, uh, he's never really with a man. He's always, like, with a woman when you see him out and about. But, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I think that's just uneasy. He's the non-camp version of that pair, though, yeah. Well, no. David Williams is very camp. Oh, okay. Well, again, I haven't seen that show. The, the, well, you haven't seen the show, that's fair enough. But even the things that he's not... He's very camp. He he makes, like... <laughs> he makes gay jokes and he's always, like... See when he's he's um, with, uh, what, Simon Cowell um, on The X Factor or whatever. Like, Britain's Got Talent he's in. Um, I know you haven't seen that either, but he's always sort of flirting with Simon Cowell on that show. Yeah, he does do that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because well, I've seen that's... I've seen him on the Big Fat Quiz, and he would like fl- flirt with Jimmy. Uh, Jimmy Carr. Jimmy Carr. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just you know it's just a well I don't know I don't know how realistic it is if he's come out as bi so I don't know. But uh, no, he plays yeah. it up a lot. He plays it up a lot. He definitely does. But um, but yeah, a lot of that stuff must seem really strange to Americans. Um. You know me. I love British humor, so I watch those British panel shows, and I know all the comedians primarily from the panel shows that they do. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so, so I have a skewed version of that, and I don't know what they're talking about on the Big Fat Quiz. I don't know who the hell they're talking about. Yeah, I know reality shows or the British reality shows. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It's weird that it's weird that you watch that because that is very British. Yeah, because it's it's about well. There are, like, international stories in there, but basically the Big Fat Quiz of the Year is things that has happened in the past year 
Um, and you know they asked the they asked the panels panelists questions about it. Um, and they usually just faff about and don't actually answer questions. And then just uh, Richard Ayoade is usually just like um, taking the piss out of Jimmy Carr and winding him up and stuff. That's usually what happens in these shows. Sometimes uh, they try and sometimes they don't. Yeah, there's yeah, no money yeah, yeah, yeah. won or lost or anything. It's no. a, tip, a typical British panel show. Like it's not. It's yeah. a, it's a fake game. It's a yeah. Nobody, exactly. nobody cares who wins. Exactly. Panel shows in the the UK are basically just so celebrities can get on the air and comedians can get airtime. That's all it is. It's brilliant. I wish we had that. Um, you know, uh, uh, to, to bring it back to this show, uh, Norm MacDonald was never on like QI or something like that. But there are American comedians and Canadian comedians on because uh, Norm is Canadian yeah. um, or was Canadian. Sorry. And mm-hmm. uh, but uh, they, they, they do have uh, American and Canadians on those panel shows from time to time. And, Occasionally. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, who's um, oh, gosh, uh, Rich. um Oh, see, I blanked on his name, and I know yeah, exactly who you're talking about. We both blanked on him, yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, another American uh, who's hey, I don't I can't remember if he's on. He's been on Saturday Night Live uh, or not, actually. But he's um, been on. He, he's he's lives in the UK, I think, though. Yeah, um, I would ma- imagine it's kind of the same ones over and over. Rich Hall, that's his name. Rich um, Hall. I think uh, Rich Hall has been on UK shows for the past two decades. Um, and I think he is basically just, I think he lives in the UK. I think he's just like the go-to American. But yeah, we have had, we do have some like Ruby Wax is American, but she's been here since like the fucking 70s and she still has an American accent. Catherine Ryan is another one. She's actually Canadian. She's Canadian. Well. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's She lives in the UK. Uh, Rob Delaney lives in the UK. Oh, does he really? I didn't realize that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. He's been on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that Norman would, would be great on those. Uh, those he would. Shows. He would. He would not have any patience for um, Countdown. Uh, eight out of ten cats does Countdown. No. Uh, he wouldn't have any patience for that stuff. But uh, yeah, he would be funny on QI or something. Do you like, like Rich Hall? Right. So, do you watch Eight Out of Ten Cats does Countdown? Um, I used to, and I haven't. Uh, I don't know. I I have found that the other I like the other panel shows better. Eight out of ten cats is uh, when it does countdown, it is a real game show. It's yeah because American Americans would never do that. American comedians would never go. You're going to actually make me do math. Screw Mm -hmm. that, pal. There's no way I'd be on that show. And yet the (laughs) so that's actually the entertaining part. Just like you can get you know (laughs) these guys to actually do math. (laughs) Yeah, countdown is an actual quiz show that has been on the air since 1982. Um, so it celebrates... In a more serious form. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 40 years next year, it's... Uh, yeah. Actual human beings go on and try to win a teapot or some shit, right? It's just a stupid fucking thing. It doesn't make any difference, right? Um, but then Jimmy Carr... It's actually... I think it was Richard Osman who co-hosts um, Pointless, which is a quiz show in the UK. Okay. Um, he is also a producer, and he created eight out of ten cats. Oh, okay. Um, and then someone had the bright idea to, to, you know, I think it was for a charity event actually. Did I think it was for like Stand Up to Cancer or something, where they mixed two different shows together, um, and they thought, you know, we would do 
I can't, I can't think of the other ones, but like eight out of ten cats, and then we'll put it in the countdown setting, and then it became its own thing. And a conundrum uh, was another one that they mixed in with eight out of ten cats. Yeah, or but is now, that also part of the, the conundrum's part of countdown? Yeah. Oh, is it okay? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, um, that, just talking about that actually, because we we did uh, recently lose Sean Locke. Um, he passed away a few weeks. That's ago. right. Yeah, Sean Locke, another. Uh, he died of cancer as well, right? I yeah. think that was smoking. Yeah. If, I remember, if I remember correctly, that was smoking. And, and he, uh, yeah, he, he was a fabulous, fabulous comedian. He was really good in eight out of ten casters countdown. Yeah. He was a kind of he was one of those who just he would rather do the joke than the question. <laughs> um, but yeah, he he was really good. So uh, I don't know how we get into this. Um, <laughs> I'll, talk, yeah, yeah, I'll talk about British panel shows all, all day. Anyway, that's all we have time for. Um, if you would like to follow the podcast, it's at Drop the Pilot Pod on Twitter. Um, Shiftybench.co.uk is the website. Contact at Shiftybench.co.uk is the email address. Send us some feedback. Where can people find you online, Tisto? Uh, mostly tisto.com t-y-s-t-o dot com and I am Tisto Zarban on Twitter excellent so thank you all for listening and we'll speak to you all next time goodbye